You know what, Dave? What's what's up? Realize something. Uh oh. I don't like how uh, how successful you are at Nerdish Group. <laughs> is it is it successful? I mean, you did say it was the best hour of your life. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm I'm leaning in hard with the the self promotion. I get yelled at by multiple people telling me I don't promote enough, and so I'm leaning in hard. It actually was it multiple was one of people. You just promoted yourself there. I know. Um, it was actually it really was one of the best basketball conversations I've ever had in my life. I mean, first of all, Adam is, I don't know if you guys know him. Um, he's just a great dude, but he's also very smart and is willing to think outside the box with me. And so we've had some really wild basketball conversations and probably done like, I don't know, 50 hours of podcast together. And so, uh, Jade was asking me, you know, if I had any, any people that I knew that were we're good. And I was, Adam was the first guy I mentioned. And well, uh, he, he taught me, he taught me a valuable lesson. I had just gotten my first MacBook, uh-huh. and I was sitting next to him at a Charlotte Hornets game. And I saw him scrolling without going to the scroll bar. And I said, how do you do that? Uh, using the touchpad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Changed my life. Adam did. There you go. And uh, I didn't even realize how much he loved Coach Thorpe. That was just a happy coincidence. And he literally it's was hard sitting to find there with those the book. people. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> he had the book. <laughs> he literally had the book. Um, so it was, you know, A, it was great. It was a great conversation. I don't I don't know if uh, the people listening have listened yet, but uh, definitely go and listen. But my favorite part is a lot of what we talked about doesn't have a shelf life. You know, we talked about some kind of bigger ideas that I think we could go back to you know, a year from now and, and, and listen to, and it's still relevant. And that's the kind of stuff that I've wanted to do since I started podcasting. It's just tough because you've got to jump in with reactionary podcasts. No, you got to so talk about the Lakers three game losing streak. Man. Right. I, that's what you got to talk about. <laughs> I too have a shelfless topic. Uh-oh. Shelf lifeless topic. Not a shelf, shelfless. Shelf lifeless. It doesn't life. have a shelf. Zach. It defies it gravity. No shelf. Well, it's gravity defying. I burned my esophagus. Has anyone ever done this? Uh, like drinking something hot? I, I was eating soup the other day and a fucking Jade, carrot you make sure went uh, down too quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> hot cereal? Or? Soup. Chicken noodle soup. And so the carrot... A carrot pi- went down too quick. It was piping hot, and then the, the carrot went down, mean? got kind of stuck, and it was piping hot, and it burned my esophagus. I, I, th- I think you ingest carrots a little bit differently than we Yeah, do. really. So Why didn't you chew carrot. it first? It was cut. You, so most times you chew the carrot. Well, most of them are cut, Jade. <laughs> like you can't just have a whole carrot in your mouth. <laughs> It wasn't I mean, a whole carrot. It was a piece of a carrot that got stuck. You ever have this happen? Waz is a keeper oh. if you can. You ever... <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's not. It's a bad, bad affliction. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then. Got to watch out for those hot carrots. Oh, and then, man. I went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning. They 
totally messed up my coffee. I got this like pumpkin spiced dark roast coffee thing. Unless somebody, mm. maybe they gave me the wrong. You know what they probably did? They probably gave me someone else's coffee. It's they probably poisoned. Who does this to their coffee? What What was it? Pumpkin, you didn't order the pumpkin spice? I'm out on the, I'm out no. on the flavoring. Oh my flavoring God, for this coffee is disgusting. Is not for me. Oh, pumpkin I've been thinking about this. Coffee? Is that beers are just becoming like candy now? Like right. they come yeah. out with different flavored beers yeah, like and like I get really excited. It's like, hey, it's a chocolate chip beer. And I'm just thinking to myself, do I really like the beer <laughs> or do I just like chocolate chips? Right, you know, exactly. I, why not why not have a beer and then eat some cookies? I don't I don't drink beers very often anymore. Um, but when I do, I tend to not drink American beers for that reason. It's like any sort of microbrew, it's like, oh, this is infused with coffee and lentils or you know what i mean it's something <laughs> random and ever and listen and i've drank what? i've, I've had lentils? enough of these beers lentils. that where all they all they do they taste like a grapefruit i get it that's all it is it's yeah. grapefruit guys even the chocolate chip ones all even yes come on yeah i don't really, well that's, i don't drink beer anymore i've had yeah. beer more recently and it, and it's just uh like i don't dislike it it's just a reminder of like right that's why i don't drink that i'm right. a whiskey man exactly scotchman it wrecks, it wrecks my stomach now. Uh, I stopped drinking beer. I was living in Europe like 10 minutes from Belgium, and I stopped drinking beer while I lived there. And now I have one rarely. I might have like four a year. And if I have more than one in a sitting, my stomach is just wrecked. That's a sign that I probably shouldn't drink beer. Yeah, I still love like beer. Is that like a gluten allergy? Hold on, though. Hold on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I won't go that far. Okay. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know. I won't find out. Um, Yeah, bread doesn't normally bother me, but I don't eat much of it. And I'm wondering if that's the the relation. Six six, six point out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Very good beer. The Crisp. It's called the Crisp. And the Bengali Tiger. Check that out. It's 5.4% alcohol. So you get a nice buzz. Six just go to, not, it's not just even go to, a lot. Not yeah, even just a go lot. to sixpoint.com slash B2B. <laughs> B2B for nothing. However, just tell him Jade sent you. That way he can get some free shit. That's right. <laughs> it's very good beer, though. I swear yeah. to God. The crisp, excellent. I uh, I definitely just I stick to bourbon and whiskey. And, uh, you know, if it's hot out. I might have some vodka soda or something like that, but Jade, the oh, six nice, point actually nice is in a, the, the six points in a tall skinny can, right? It is. Yeah, I think this is just the Corona Light make, uh, you know, no, rip off. You, you're all about the Corona Light, and that comes in a tall skinny can too. Does it make you feel thinner by drinking it? <laughs> why is uh, why is the Corona Light yellow? I don't get it. You guys know that Corona is a German beer. What? To remind you of what you're pissing. Yeah. What? Excuse yeah. me, drinking. <laughs> I, it's a German-style beer, right? So a, a lot of Germans lived in Mexico, apparently. And so that's why, like, a lot of these Mexican what? cervezas are German. Yeah. What? Go, go check it out. Yeah, it's really interesting. Think about what? the music from Mexico. Let's no, think about that. What right? am I thinking kinda, about? Kind of like polka. <laughs> yeah, it's very German-influenced. In, like, all right, guys. Is Vine it influenced? Vinepair.com, the Mexican cerveza you know is actually European. 
There you go. Why do you think they speak Spanish, Jade? <laughs> this is That's a great question. This is amazing. What about uh I That's like, what I'm uh, here for, Jade. I like the uh what's the other Mexican bear there? Um Modelo? Pacifico. No, they sponsor a lot of uh boxing Tecate? matches. Tecate. Tecate. I love Tecate. Yeah. <laughs> In a can. They had a lot of Tecate at the Brooklyn Live show. Speaking of which, if you want to go see us live, the MIT Sloan Conference weekend in Boston, we're doing a live show. Go get your tickets before they sell out for the back-to-back live show. The date is March 2nd, Saturday. March 2nd, Saturday. And we're all going to be there, right? We're all going to be there. Waz, you're coming, right? Waz will be there. Okay. In all my splendor, we're we're gonna host a we're gonna host a panel. Me and Waz on Brad Stevens and his offense. It's gonna be great. <laughs> advanced or not advanced? Oh, the offense is not advanced. It's very bad. Yeah. What would you yeah. say it is, Dave? Uh, basic. Okay. Basic. You knew basic that people bad. were gonna if if I said that that people were gonna were gonna come to me with it. And it, it has been a rallying cry instead of, yeah, they haven't been coming at me with the tiki torches and pitchforks, um, but well, they that's have gonna be been, at the live show. That's right. <laughs> they have been coming at me. Coming down mass. Out. Yeah. Uh, it's basically 20th in the NBA right now with Kyrie Irving. I will say this, the last three games though, and you can read about this in uh, the power rankings on the athletic.com last who three games. Those? Wait, who wrote those? Uh, a brilliant young writer named Zach Harper. Um, some would say a sex symbol. I don't know. That's up for them to decide. But uh, they have their offense has been stellar the last three games. One of those games was against Cleveland, but the other two games were you know quality opponents, and it's been stellar. Well, and Hayward had uh, had a really great game in one against of those. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, killed off. The, he had like thirty and nine and eight or something like that. So maybe it's turned around. Maybe it's not maybe. so basic anymore. Or maybe they just played. Three teams not uh, not locked in that night. Well, again, my my issues with the offense. I mean, they're going to have nights where they hit shots. I just don't like the looks that they get. Right? They don't get enough at the basket. They don't go to the free throw line enough. Those are indicators of good offense. And so, you know, hitting a bunch of open shots. That's. I mean, that's going to happen some nights, and it's not going to happen others. But good, high quality offenses, they get to the basket and they draw uh, free throws. Except for the Warriors, who don't need them. I will say this. Uh, it's better than the Chicago Bulls offense. And the Chicago Ooh. Bulls just fired their head coach, Fred Hoiberg. Welcome to the Basket Buds on the back-to-back podcast on the Count of Things Network on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's your relative. Hoiberg. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm Zach Harper. We got Tom Haverstroh. We got Dave DeFour. We got Big Waz. Uh, who else we got? We got Jade Hoy. Uh, Jade, Jade, does your Jade, family – Jade Hoiberg. Did they own Chips Ahoy? Uh, there is a connection somewhere. Oh, okay, yeah, down the road, we f- we figured that. <laughs> the connection that. Is, that, is that your family has purchased Chips Ahoy. <laughs> <before>? <laughs> What's that uh, DNA site? Twenty three DNA. And me. Yeah. No, what's the one? What's the famous one? Oh, Mori Povich. <laughs> <laughs> One of my family members traced it and it and it and it connected up in, in Massachusetts. Is, wait, the Mayflower? <laughs> are, 
Are you saying that your family both Wait. discovered America and then made Chips Ahoy? That's Wait, Jade is not. He's not French, Canadian, Italian, Irish. He's a waspy prick. <laughs> you know that we have relatives. Ready my, for my, my, live dad, show in my dad grew up in Montreal. So. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of bullshit, the Bulls just fired their head coach. That was a good one. Fred Hoiberg gone after a 5-19 and 19 start to the season. Uh, he he couldn't handle the Jimmy Butler, Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade situation. He uh, apparently couldn't handle this rebuild, and uh, and now they're going with Jim Boylan, not in an interim capacity. He's just the coach now. Great timing. Hey, uh, got uh, Larry Markkinen coming back, and uh, Chris Dunn. Oh, and and uh, Bobby Porter's coming back. Yeah. Hey, we need a new head coach because the time, the, you know, there's not enough energy and spirit in the locker room. What did the Bulls think this season was going to be? They thought yeah. it would be different than what it what it's been. Maybe seven and, and seventeen instead of five and nineteen. I mean, <laughs> seriously though. Yeah, there's a lot of intellectual dishonesty with this sort of decision. Like, I, I don't get why you don't make this this call during the summer. Uh, and then they came out and they said it wasn't about winning and losing games. It was about spirit in the locker room and things like that. I, I mean. He's Did been you say there that for about any years. firing, though? Exactly. Like, I mean, like yeah. I don't have a problem with you thinking Fred Hoiberg is not the coach for you. Like I'm not right. convinced he's a good. He might just be a good college coach, right? But yeah, the timing of it is just bizarre. I, I mean, it was it was similar to Cleveland uh, firing Ty Lue. Only Ty Lue won a title. Uh, I just don't get this early season firing without some kind of like egregious offense. You know, right. if he if he uh, I don't know cussed out Jabari Parker on live TV for not po- actually, no, that would have, he, he might've gotten a promotion for that. But yeah. if he had done something crazy and got fired, I could understand it. But I don't know. He was coaching a, a terrible roster full of te- like terrible players. So well, I, yeah, I, it's, it's bad. It's just bad leadership. Dave and I talked about this on the daily ding, which you can find on its own feed on all podcast platforms. But we talked about this last night of other than when Derek Rose became an MVP and they employed the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. Sorry, was, but the greatest player of all time. Other than those two instances, when has this Bulls organization been anything positive? Like it's a bad organization. It's it had, had bad ownership, contentious bad, relationships bad with management. every coach. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a the terrible only consistency has been Garpax and Reinsdorf, and that's it, right? Like, uh, like you said, Derrick Rose, Luol Deng, well, Joe Noah. Even, even back to the late '80s, early '90s, they had they had contentious relationships with their coaches. You know, Phil Jackson. I mean, they were constantly sniping at Phil Jackson. Yeah, I mean, they tried to break that thing up like three, four times in the in the mid to late '90s, right? Yeah, and they just decided, no, oh, we'll come back. We'll do one more. Well, Jerry Krause says CEOs win championships, not players. <laughs> yeah, six of them. Rest in peace. I mean, with the uh, Joe Lacob going from that playbook there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I think, I think you have to just look at the schedule. They had two games off, two days off before tonight's game. They have another couple days off before a back to back. I think not only with the injured guys coming back, it's a very opportune time to make a switch and set up everything nicely for Jim Boylan, who is the E Boylan, not the A Boylan. Um, Right. But he, uh, 
he's going to have a nice little setup here. Uh, they didn't make a switch right in between a back to back or didn't do it. Um, you know, when none of the guys were coming back. So I think this is a very, uh, let's say opportunistic time to make a switch with these guys coming back. Uh, cause you know, like a lot of times they just want to make these firings to make themselves look smart, um, and set themselves up and have a nice little honeymoon phase. Um, and so I think that's what this is all about. It, it, it might not be about five and 19, but I think they're just waiting for a time when, Hey, if we get marketing and, and Portis and, and Chris Dunn back, like we'll look a lot better, not because we have a better coach, but because we just had better players. No, knowing they can't build a championship team, Garpax, all they care about is winning a press conference. That's all they, that you look at every move they make. It is all about just having a good press conference and the results on the court can be whatever they want. Yeah. And even the Jabari move, which was such a press conference, homecoming, blah, 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 blah. The forgotten son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a short deal. You know, there's not a lot of crazy risk involved. It's like, let's see if this guy's ACLs are actually finished. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would, I would tend to agree with Zach. Most of the stuff they do is just like Dallas Cowboys type shit. Yeah. <laughs> you so know? let's let's look at let's look at this core of what the team actually looks like. So their number one player right now is Zach Levine. Right. And I like Zach Levine. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Uh, I don't think it's going to be hard to justify 19 million a year. I think he could easily do that by the end of this contract. But he also is somehow shooting 30 percent from three. Like that's I how bad he's been the last like 10 to 12 games is that he's shooting 30 percent from three. And so like as a number one, clearly he's not a number one guy as a number two, eh, probably a stretch more likely a number three. I think you can deal with him as a number three. But how do yeah. they get those other two guys? I think you can deal with him as a number three if your number one is a AD, LeBron, Steph Curry level cat. Right? I think he, he might be Lou Williams. He might be a six. I was thinking more J.R. Smith, but yeah, pretty like much. J.R. Smith. Like next to a super a supernova, right? Where he's only attacking off of like people closing out on him. He's not actually asked to initiate offense for long stretches of time. I think he could do pretty well, right? Just yeah. picking his spots and and killing it. But like the idea that this guy would be your offensive hub, no. Um, he's still pretty pretty bad at defense. So yeah, third banana. To borrow a phrase from the great Bill Simmons, that's that's probably what he looks like to me. Or even so fourth, the, honestly. Yeah. You know, he's paid for the first. So then so then you could say, like, well, Larry Markinen's gonna be their number one. Mm. Mm. one? from Helsinki. Mm. Mm. He's mm, he's he, okay, he's better than your 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 man Dario Saric, right? Like when people is were calling he? him a, a number yeah, three. Yeah, I'm not sure if yes. he is or not. I mean, not yes. currently. His no, potential's much right. higher. Potentially. He's going to be much better okay. than Dario Saric is right now. Yeah. And yeah, people yeah, calling I mean, Saric a third, quote unquote, type of guy. I think he'll be better called, than wait, that. Hold on. Other than Jerv, who called Dario Saric a. You, you, you said he was a. You, you were really into Saric last I year. I didn't say Jack. he was a third guy. I just said he wasn't a bum like you said he was. I think he's a useful role player. <laughs> he's a bum. He's, uh, he's a bum. No, he's not a bum. He's not. He's definitely not a bum. But, you know, it's you know what it is, Zach? What you said was was perfectly um, was perfectly like reasonable. But I've got a long standing feud with Sixers and prospect people. 
So it was hard for me to like keep the you noise You killed him. Out. You said he wasn't a bum. You killed him. Killed him. But yeah, I, th- I mean, what do you, yeah, what do you guys think of Lori? I think, I think he he'll could, be a third guy. I think he could be a number two. Like, I, I think oh. he's, I think he's good. Like, I think he's a versatile player. It's just, here's the problem is that I don't think he's ever going to be decent defensively. And so now are you building, and this doesn't mean that these two guys are even there in two years, right? They could move them for other players or whatever, but are you going to have a team where we're marketing and Zach Levine are two of your three best players? And then what does that mean? You're not winning that way. I mean, you can, you can, no, you can win. Like the Timberwolves are a horrible horrible defensive team last year and they won. It's just, you're not going to be a winner in the playoffs, right? right? Like you can't like you can win regular season games. You can rack up wins the regular season, but once you get to the playoffs, like that's just, that's really hard to deal with. I, I actually like the core of Levine, Markinen, and Wendell Carter jr. That I was going see, to, no, I like that, Carter jr. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I think Wendell is right. the best of those three uh, potentially. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He's having a low key, really good rookie season. I know yeah. this is getting like super granular or whatever, but like when y'all say number two, are we talking about like a Chris Bosch, Lamarcus Aldridge type of number two? Who who's our number two comp? Is what I'm saying. Mm. I think Chris Bosch is a very high end. He's like a low end one, right? Right. Okay. So yeah. There are degrees. And Marcus Aldridge is like a rich man's fourth. Oh my God, Zach! <laughs> I knew he was gonna say something terrible about Aldridge right there. Was well, you guys seen their defensive rating with him on the floor? Have do you, you want seen? Team, do you want? Do you want Lamarcus on your team? Okay. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Probably not. But okay. here's the thing. What are we doing? Here's my thing with Lamarcus, right? And I get stuck on his potential—not potential, but like his inconsistencies. Like I've literally watched him move his feet, pressure people all the way to the three-point line, like actually do the verticality shit at the rim. Like I've watched him execute that shit perfectly fine, right? And he's shown that he could be a good offensive hub for like decently long stretches of a game. Like I've watched him do this shit, but he just, he doesn't do it consistently enough. The difference, (laughs) the difference with Lamarcus. What analysis was that? So Lamarcus last season was was really good on defense, but the difference is he had an elite point of attack defender in DeJounte okay. Murray. He doesn't have that this year. And now he I mean, you see all of the like inadequacies that he has defensively. Like he doesn't really have great feel on defense. You know, we think about feel a lot, like a guy can can make the yeah. pass at a corner he doesn't on feel, offense. But the thing is he's not slow, right? He's like the inverse of Mark Gasol. He's who's not fast, like fast though. I don't think he's fast, but he's he's got better quicks than Mark Gasol. But, but Mark Gasol but he doesn't has have the feel, instincts, right? right which exactly. is way more important on defense than than people will give it credit for. And so when you don't have that point of attack defender, well, who was elite, Dejounte Murray is one of the like five best point guard defenders in the league, and they don't have that this year. And now he's being exposed, and, and they haven't been able to cover up for it. You know, Derek White is doing a better job than Bryn Forbes was. Um, and, and Demar at least tries hard. What a, what a depressing sentence you just said. Eric White's doing a better job than Bryn Forbes was. Forbes was. Woo. Oh God. God. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing they traded for uh, Demar Derozan. You know. <laughs> I can't right. listen, oh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get back to the Bulls real quick. Let's get yeah, back yeah. to the Bulls real quick. Um, 
I just want to go through the rest of these guys. So, like, Bobby Portis, do you definitely want him on the team? He's um, solid. I would want him. I would At want what, him. What is, wait, I, I what think, is it going to cost to keep him? Right. So that's the issue is that you get into the, you know. It's restrictive the, region. This right. And someone's going to pay him too much because he's not. I don't know. Do we I think know that to actually be true? Do we think Bobby Portis is going to fetch a crazy Oh, contract? I think someone's, someone's going to give him cap space, man. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's not going to be 2016, but it's not going to be far from it. Right. We're getting a slight bump, and also a lot of contracts are starting to expire. Um, and he's still young, and you, you've got these teams. You know, it only takes one asshole. And so you're going to see a team come out and make a stupid offer. But it's the Bulls. They might match it. Yeah, like they could have. Uh, yeah, they could have so. let Levine walk. Well, I don't think I don't see. I still think we're stuck on this thing of like, oh, Zach Levine's the bad player who was forced to play point guard as a rookie and all this stuff. Like Zach Levine can play. Yeah, like he can. Like he can play. He can like, score. Decide, like he has a skill. Yeah, it's not like they matched a thirty a year deal. Like nineteen is not that much. Agree. Nineteen for, is for, for, cool. For a guy with that with that skill set. Like yeah, I think it's fine. Like right. I, in terms but of when, Jabari, Jabari Parker, like I actually don't think I don't think that, I don't think there's such thing as a bad two-year deal in the right. NBA. So especially like, not I'm, with a team option. Yeah, exactly. So I'm fine with what yeah. they did. Him as a player, um, I I think he gets killed a little too much because of the defense comments, and obviously yeah. it's a, a strategy after my own heart. So uh, I'm going to side with him a little bit on that. But um, but as a useful player, like that dude could be the best six-man score in the league, right? He like could. I think there I think there is a useful part of him um, on that roster. I just don't know that they, they necessarily need that because they have market and they have Levine. And I, then Chris Dunn, like is Chris Dunn a starting point guard in the NBA? No, I think no. he's, I mean, he's, it's borderline, right? On a, he's on not a, team not on a good team to win. Not yet. Not on a good team. That's that Alfred Payton. Get out of here. Um, get him out of here. Like Jabari, like in the Jabari scenario, I never mind a bad team kicking the tires on a young guy. Especially on a short deal like that. Like I, I you know, he's bad. He's especially he's if it helps terrible. in the tank department. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. Put like you play him a lot of minutes, check it, check yeah. in on him and see if, you know, if he wants to gun and try to get some numbers and piss off a lot of teammates, like that's fine because that's the yeah. way the perverse NBA works where the incentives, if you're not good, be very bad. Yeah. So they've got like four players basically that, we like and that we think is you know a good part of the core, but no no actual hierarchy, right? Right, they, and they don't have a, a foundational player, which is the biggest limiting factor in the whole league. Right. The mo- I mean, maybe the most foundational player in that whole bunch is either Wendell or it's maybe Marketman. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those two. Yeah, and and look, I think they're going to hold on to Bobby Portis simply because of the politics of trading away Nikola Mirotic and choosing "quote unquote" Bobby Portis in that. Um, and then when he when he comes up for restricted free agency, I just think they're not going to like let Mirotic go and Bobby Portis go. I just I knowing how front offices work, it's it's one of those things where it's like they got to show for the press conference, Tom. That is exactly. a press conference they want Exactly, Zach. Yeah, I assumed that uh, we would be hearing Bobby Portis's name more in in trade rumors, but I have. I mean, I haven't heard it once. I heard a little bit of Philly, you know, but you hear Philly yeah, with he, everybody. He has been hurt, but I don't know if that would <laughs> because actually, I think that's that's their guy, not Jabari Por- Parker. Like I think after this season, they're gonna, 
you know, try to feature Bobby Portis more and not have Bobby Parker. Be but but then you've got Markinen and you've got Wendell Carter and that should be your four or five. I mean, I know that it's going to be funky because of the defensive fit, but Wendell is yeah, but so Wendell, good. Wendell can make up for a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause he can guard on the perimeter or inside. And so you can just you stick him on the toughest assignment, but he's basically Marcus all like, I think he can he's do really all good. that stuff. Like he's a great passer. Yeah. I think, I think you could run a lot of your offense through him. Yeah. He's awesome at I mean, the elbows. Right. Now, but it's, right. Yeah. But he's actually he's shown really good feel at the elbows, and I think he's going to be able to step out and shoot threes. I mean, there there are going to be a lot of options there, and I think Bobby Portis winds up being the odd man out in particular because of this next contract. You don't think somebody's going to offer Bobby Portis fourteen or fifteen million? Oh, I think that yeah, I think they will. Yeah, that's starter money. Like the starters on NBA TV, they make <laughs> yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah, they are. Trey Trey Kirby's rolling in it. Uh, Fred Hoiberg had one playoff appearance in, uh, in three and a half years of coaching. Um, they lost in six games in the 2017 playoffs to the Boston Celtics only Boston because Rondo Celtics. got hurt though. Right. Remember? Oh, that's right. They were up. <laughs> that's to, right. Well, Rondo gets hurt. They lose the momentum of that series. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, I was, you remember that, right? Yes. I remember. I remember Rondo being a key component to an NBA team 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> well, he's a key to the Lakers success since he's been out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the key is for him not to play. <laughs> the key is to take the keys be successful. away. Yes. But yeah, so, no, nobody yeah. could make the case that Hoiberg was somebody who deserved to keep his job, so to speak. But I don't know that he deserved to get fired either. Right. It just you know, but when you're not making the case move. to keep your job, right. Getting fired isn't like, oh, unless you know, they tragedy. Unless they really think Boylan is like the guy. All right, this is this is the guy we I don't get He's it. It seems like Brad a waste Jr. of money. Next Brad <laughs> basic Brad. He might be. Wait, we'll who's see. the next basic Brad? Jim Boylan. How? What? He's no, not. No, 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 no. What we're saying is, if he is, right? If, if, if they you think, think this guy is like the future, he's right. like, oh, he's going to take us into the next, you know, the next decade of Bulls dominance, blah, 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 blah. Then, yeah, sure. By the way, and he sense. might be. He might be. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we Maybe. don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, let me take this into another direction here because we have Zach here. Uh, Talked to a couple people yesterday in writing the Bulls story for NBC Sports, and they said, don't be surprised if Hoiberg returns to Minnesota. As the full-time coach? There's that, um, or as part of the front office. Basically, front office, Glenn see. Taylor is a big fan of uh, of Hoiberg, and it would they be ironic if he, if he replaced Tom Thibodeau as like the president of basketball ops. They just love him. continues to replace yeah. Tom Thibodeau. Uh, they tried. They tried to hire him uh, when he was at Iowa State. Iowa State. That's where he was, right? Yeah. He yeah. Was, he was there. Uh, he was in their front office for four years before he went to Iowa State. I sorry, Iowa State. Sorry, yeah. The, uh, Urban Meyer move uh, move today. He also um, could walk into any big college job that opens up this summer. For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But yeah, I. I they're going to revamp that front office. I'm not so certain anymore with the turnaround the Wolves have that Tom Thibodeau definitely loses his job now. Yeah, because Glenn, Glenn Taylor is just that kind of like, oh, cool wins. Like he will be distracted short term. 
versus long-term all the time. Um, but they will revamp the front office. That I can guarantee. So they're going to, uh, after Dave Yeager gets fired, they're going to bring him and Hoiberg in. And, and after they're Dave Yeager team angles for another job behind the scenes, yes. Uh, yeah, I think because I think they're going to go for familiar faces. Like this is just what the Wolves do. Like Fred Hoiberg, I think they'll try to go get Chauncey Billups. Like they will. They're guys that they will just be like, hell, these are familiar faces, and people like them. Let's bring them I, in. Like this is just I, so I, Wolves. I don't understand the Hoiberg thing though. He's a good dude. He's very nice. He's very nice. Yeah, he, he was there. Boiling yesterday, he called him there. a wonderful he person. He played there, and he was their assistant GM for like three, four years, something like that. So there's so a familiar. Then hire McGinn as assistant GM. Well, you got you got Scott Layton. <laughs> anyway, right? <laughs> we still on Hoiberg. <laughs> oh, we've moved on to the Timberwolves. Jade, are you That's not paying right. attention? Now uh, we're the turnaround. It's the most they talked about my family since. Um... <laughs> uh, thought it'd be good. Oh man, my esophagus is killing me, guys. Yo, there's a headline in the Chicago Tribune that reads, Congratulations to Jim Boylan, the Bulls' next ex-coach. Oh, oh my man. god. Is that Cowley? Uh, is that Cowley? <laughs> uh let me see. I'm gonna tell you right now. No, Phil Rosenthal. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh no, Cowley's somewhere else, right? He might not be the Sun Times. I can't remember where he works. I mean, this team has had two coaches in the last eight years, ten years. It's not bad. Uh, it's, no, not bad. it's not no, bad. No, it's not bad. It's just they haven't had any positives, right? Like once Derrick Rose went down, it was like, uh-oh, we don't know what to do. We don't have an MVP anymore. There's just yeah, no that's, direction. That's the, yeah. yeah, and they would change. And that's the thing, though, like the intoxication of like a, a team that won 60 games like two years in a row. And it's like, shit, man, this is a real team, a competitive team, a, a quote unquote contender. Um, and they were just chasing that intoxicant even after it was proven like, yo, you know, uh, Derrick Rose is never going to be the same. Uh, all the minutes that that Tibbs has put on guys like Luol Deng and Joe Noah is kind of, you know. Those chickens are coming home to roost. They kept chasing that shit instead of just. It took them so long to tear the whole thing down and, and rebuild. Way longer than it needed to. Yeah, that's why I didn't really understand the hire for Hoiberg. There's a lot of whiplash when he comes to coaches. Like, hey, if Tom Thibodeau didn't work out, let's get the opposite of Tom Thibodeau. Let's bring in Fred Hoiberg. All right. Wait, Fred Hoiberg's no good? All right, let's bring in the opposite of Fred Hoiberg. Hey, Jim Boylan, come on down. It just is this like seesaw back and forth. But like Fred, you didn't know if he was good enough to to lead a winning team and you don't know if he's good enough to lead a bad team. So it's just, I don't know why they hired him if they didn't think he was going to be great and if he wasn't like going to be a great coach for a, a lot of good players like Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, Joe Noah. But then if that doesn't work, then don't you make the switch because you hired him for that team. You know, he's not good. Like he's not good for a a development team or a rebuilding team. Um, It's always been the weirdest thing about this with, with Hoiberg is they hired him thinking, all right, we'll get this beautiful game going. And and then they never put those types of players. You don't think Rondo is a, is a pace and space guy. I mean, and Dwayne Wade, I, I was Dwayne just Wade shocked that he didn't thrive in in that system. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, and remember that was right after LeBron went back to Cleveland. So there was the door was open a crack. I mean, now obviously it definitely was open a crack. They they had him. Um, oh no, Tibbs was still the coach when they had him two one in in, in um, fifteen, right? Yeah. Yeah, with Rondo. Yeah. No, Rondo, Rondo didn't come until six. That's right, sixteen. Yeah, and it's the the following Rajon Rondo around the league has been. Uh, yeah, exhausting. Chicago was up two one against the Cavs in twenty fifteen. Can we go back to Minnesota? I know that's like a random thing to say. Yeah, let's but get they've back. been really they've been really good. Eight and three since the trade. Third yeah. best defense in the league. Fourth best net rating. And, and, you know, I, I watched this game last night. Um, I've only caught him like twice since the trade. And I was lamenting that to, to Zach yesterday, but Carl Anthony towns defensively in the second half of that game was spectacular. He made so many plays, uh, you know, getting his hand, like really deflecting a lot of balls, blocking shots, but without being out of position, which has been a big problem for him. I, I was very impressed. Guys, I have a, I have a, I have a secret here. He's really fucking good. It's so just a, men- it's just then? been a mental thing. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So you're saying no, that he, but the one thing locking I, in has been yeah, an the, issue. Yeah. The one thing, cause he's usually caught between decisions defensively right. and usually screws that up when he's caught between decisions. So he doesn't, I don't think he has the, at the, the instincts to make up for those indecisions, right? Like, like I think Giannis, I think Giannis makes poor decisions often, but then instinctually he's like, oh shit, I'll just move my hand here. And then he, you know, gets a deflection or gets a block or whatever. Right. So like he just, it's weird. Like he's, when he's thinking through it, he seems to, you know, kind of make an, make a bad mistake. And then he has the instinct and the, and the quick reaction to make up for it. And the, and he's a physical freak. Right. Um, and I don't think cat has that instinct, but when he's able to think through, make decisions, I think he usually makes the right decision, uh, initially. It's just it's when that it's when he starts doubting himself in those situations. Uh, the one thing I worry about though is there's at least one month out of every season, and it's usually in the middle of the mu- middle of the season, not this early, where Cat is a monster defensively, like just a monster. Wow. It's usually in January, um, but it's but he is a monster defensively, and it's like oh he finally figured it out. Slow start of the season, here we go, and then it falls apart after that month. I don't think that's necessarily what's happening here. I think I think Covington has been a huge influence and. His leadership, by all accounts, from people in the locker room and everything, um, is is actually getting through to them. He's making a huge difference. He's been a great mentor for for Gorgie Jang, who looks a lot better defensively during this time. Like he he seems to be getting things to click for these guys. And his effort, and not that Jimmy Butler's effort defensively was bad. Like he made a ton of plays for them last season, a ton of winning plays. But uh, Covington just seems to make more of them. Like he's just a better defender because he has less responsibility on offense, right? And so he can keep that energy high defensively throughout an entire game, and you're just seeing a trickle down effect from that leadership and from that, you know, those decisions. And so, uh, so I don't think Cat is necessarily fixed defensively. I don't I, like he still has some some real issues with covering pick and roll stuff, but I think like you're seeing things simplified for him because of all these factors. So Jimmy Butler and Robert Covington have. Uh, played 10 games for Minnesota each. Roko's defensive rating on the floor, 97. Jimmy Butler, 113. To be fair, Jimmy Butler was 
tanking to try to get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, like 16 yeah, points difference yeah, between two guys who are really good defenders. That is wild. Cause I want to say Jimmy's last year was like one Oh eight or something like that. Yeah. Right. One Oh seven. I could be wrong about that, but that that's the number that kind of sticks in my head. And it's not even just that it's, it's the, it's the not intangible, but it's effort, right? It's yeah. like it, when Jimmy's loafing and being a huge dick to everybody, uh, their rotations are then going to be a a, a, t- a hair slower than they might ordinarily be if they felt energized and felt like they were a part of a team that wasn't completely toxic and, you know, problematic. Yeah, and, and you see the, a difference in Wiggins, too. Like, Wiggins shot poorly over, like, a four-game stretch. And I was like, oh, here goes old Wiggins again. But, like, he was playing well. He was making better decisions. He was playing well defensively. He was making good reads with his passing and stuff. Like it, he's, he's been improved last night. There was a play where uh, early in the, the first half, the wolves were getting destroyed on backline defense. Like the helper from the corner was not in position and Clint Capella was getting everything he wanted at the rim. He had like three or four dunks in a you know span of two minutes. Like he was, they were just killing him with that. And there was one play where Wiggins was late rotating from the, from the weak side corner and Capella got an easy dunk. And then two plays later, same play basically happens, and Wiggins is in position defensively. Uh, he stops a, a shot inside from Capella. They get the rebound. They go down and score. Like and it's just little things like that where even they're making mistakes in these games, and then there's some leadership, mostly from Rocco, and and then it's it's fixed a couple plays later. And that's just how their defense has been since this trade. Again, I don't know how sustainable this is because it because you still see a bunch of mistakes, but they're, they're not getting killed by the same mistakes over and over in a game They're They seem to be actually learning in those moments and, and correcting them in real time. I mean, they, they dusted the Rockets last night. They holding the Rockets to nine points in a quarter. Yeah. 29 in the second half with, with Chris Paul, James Harden and Clint Capella. So there's no excuse. You can't say, well, we didn't have all our guys. That, that was, impressive. I think, I think the excuses from the Houston broadcast last night is these guys are just tired. Ah, okay. Well, uh, Chris Paul, currently the, the Rockets are four and a half points worse with him on the court per hundred possessions. He is posting a career worst in box plus minus win shares per 48 PER assist percentage, turnover percentage and field goal percentage. It's almost like he just looks bad, man. He, He, he got old. Yeah, but he got old that fast. He was really good last year. And he was really playoffs, good in the playoffs good. last yeah. year. Like, yeah, like, not like even regular six, season. Six months ago, he was awesome. I don't I just don't believe that he all of a sudden became washed. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Do you, you ever, th- he can't ever be take healthy. some time off? Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, well, it could be the hamstring still lingering. He took but, the last two games of the Western Conference Finals off. <laughs> Should be healthy. Uh, Should be rested. You ever you ever uh take like two months off no. and from playing basketball? Oh. And then come back oh. and notice how, how terrible you are. It's sort of like that. But I mean, he was, he was playing, you know, he was in training camp. He was, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a, it's He's not, not right. a good I mean, start. Dave, Dave, that, that, that Bunsen burner is always on. So you come back, like you may make bad decisions with the Bunsen burner. You're always, right. the hands always hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely uh, not right. Five turnovers, four, Dude, four yeah, turnovers. That's what I was going to ask though. 
is he definitely not right or is he on the LeBron older person plan of like I ain't busting my ass all 82 of these days. Yeah, LeBron, I mean, he, man. He had a, well, no, but he did have a comment I think uh, last night after the game where he he said I'm not worried about this right now like someone still has to beat us four out of seven times in the playoffs. I don't see that happening. Well, so I see be, that because it, it happened yep. last year. Right. Well, he, <laughs> he was hurt the last two games. Was oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a Kendrick Perkins type of yeah, thing. Yeah, they exactly. never lost to Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. We can't compare Chris Paul to Kendrick Perkins. No, no, I'm not doing that. Kendrick but you Perkins know what I'm saying? Like, if he wants to tell himself like that the team didn't win the go to the finals because he wasn't there, you know, it's fair that he would believe that. But I'm just saying it's in the same vein of – Oh, you know our five guys never lost, right? Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, Gerald Morey on the pod this week, the Haberstro show, he said uh, with those three guys, Clint Capella, Chris Paul, and um, James Harden, they win 67% of their games. Yeah, they were 42-3 and three last year, but they're 10-5 and five now this year. Yeah. That's so the, good. Oh, you went 10 out of 15 games? It's pretty good, but it's not, it's not you know gangbusters like they had last season. He also said that uh, he thinks they can be better than last year um, with this roster. Yeah. At what? At what? NBA basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Could could they beat Duke? That that's the only thing that really matters. Wait, Tom. Daryl Morey's your friend. Why why is he lying to you like this? <laughs> like, why is he just blatantly just telling you a, a falsehood? Next, next yeah, thing we're gonna have, gonna have Shane Badley on the podcast. Well, don't, don't, like, all, don't slander Michael Carter Williams like that. You call First him of out all, Tom? he's objectively just wrong. And second of all, we know he doesn't actually feel that way. You call Demo out on that? Mm. Demo. <laughs> Demo. <laughs> It's one of those things where you just let it slide because it's like, I mean, you don't honestly believe that. You don't honestly believe that you're better than a 67-win team last year. This this iteration. This iteration? No. They were uh, one of 11 in the fourth quarter from three. One of 11. Eric yeah, Gordon still can't shoot. I, like, I don't he, know. He's so hot and cold, this dude. Eric Gordon sometimes looks like all-star, like great, great player. And then the next night he just looks like he shouldn't be in an NBA uniform. I mean, and that was the case in the playoffs too. Hey, where it was like, then, then again, everyone, the Warriors are 16 and nine. So is that a, a nice joke or <laughs> um, are you trying to just get, the Warriors into the conversation, Jade? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm about? saying is not Warriors better. Wednesday, Jade. What I'm saying Content. that is Content. it's the let's see, the twenty they've they played twenty three games. Over twenty five percent of the season. How many games left do we have? Fifty nine. Fifty nine. That's all. We got plenty of time to make the eight seed. Yeah. Tom, what is it about Christmas Day? Uh it's predictive how? Christmas Day is the end of the season, not the beginning of the season, meaning the standings don't change much after that point. We know who's good. We know who's not. And very rare. See, I wonder, though, I wonder though if that'll year. change, though, with with kind of like teams now knowing how, you know, being prepared for how long the season is. It might. It might. We got 14 teams within five and a half games of the one seed. Yeah. Oh, man. And the Suns. 
<laughs> and then the Suns. <laughs> that dog the, shit organization. The, oh my they're god. Do, wait, they're doing it right though. That, Are they? That's, that's no, the they're not. No, they were trying to win this year. Yeah. yeah. They're so not they signed they're not a reason doing to it win. right. They are essentially the 2007 through 2014 Timberwolves. Well, whether or not they, they think, know it or not, they they're doing think it right. They're winning. They, they think thought they're winning. They thought they were going to do what Orlando's done, which is kind of be pesky and and you know win some games that they well, probably be a shouldn't. playoff team because you're in the East. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but be it yeah be an Eastern playoff team, but in the West, oh, they, so they thought no, they were going to win. No goddamn way, Orlando makes the playoffs. Oh no no no! But I'm saying that Phoenix thought they would be that sort of team at this yeah. point. That's know. why they got a reason. Almost that Christmas Day and they're in eighth. It could be it could be April fourth and then be in the eighth seed. They're going to lose out and not win, not make the playoffs. I don't know. If you I wanted the I'll... NBA to consider the one through sixteen seeding, Orlando making the playoffs would would probably go a long way toward that. Yeah. I don't know though. Playoff Vooch that might be worth uh, worth watching. Guys, uh, we <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trevor Reza. Anybody want Brandon him on their team? Can we just Still do a redo? No. Trevor Reza for Brandon Knight? Yeah, just do a redo. Throw in a pick and let's get Actually, it. Uh, I, I think that um, Phoenix can't reacquire yeah. Brandon Knight. That's is that right? right? Yeah. Or they, is it Houston think. who can't reacquire Ariza? I think it's both. Well, Ariza was signed. Yeah. Oh, right. Brandon Knight was traded and, by Phoenix. And Brandon Knight's not an NBA player, so it's tough. Hey, to he had a big night in the G League the other night. Okay. Come on. Great. He's back, baby. Sure. I bet he'll be super good. <laughs> Hasn't had a meaningful minute in four years, but I bet he's going to be super good when he comes back. I, I feel bad for that guy, man. I do too. I mean, I don't want to kill I, him, but yeah, not, he's barely an NBA player at this point. Yeah, he was getting right. buckets before all this injury stuff. But the, yeah. but if we're fair, that's all he was kind of doing. He was Jamal right? Crawford. Sure, but. Well, yeah, no, I mean, not a, not, not hang on, not as good, but <laughs> that <style> of <laughs> <laughs> he, he was getting buckets, but that's it. He was like, man, yo, he'd yeah, come he off like a pick, a, and you knew he wasn't dishing it to nobody. No, no like no, just no, straight no. up gun. Yeah. Remember when there was like this weird like Brandon Knight versus Jeff Teague thing going on? No, don't. Okay, <laughs> there was, and it was it, in retrospect, what a waste of time. On both on both on sides both of it, counts. yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, here's a uh, we've got quotes from Kobe Bryant, oh, and that's my cue to leave. All right, guys, I'll talk <laughs> to you. All right, later. Have a show. Later, go talk. listen to the the, the Mamba Academy. No, go go listen. Go, go call listen Demo. To up. Go oh, call Demo. Demo. That second episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. What it was? What do you think, Demo? Isn't that I only, Smokes I Eunice, only, yeah. I only like that name if you're saying it, Jade. Thank like you. I, I'm, I'm not. I would never in a million years call that man Demo. You call grown <laughs> ass man Gordy. What are you talking about, Waz? Gordy, Gordy, <laughs> Commissioner Gordy. Wait, just <laughs> right Hold there. On. Before you get to Kobe, did you guys catch the Giannis nut punch thing? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that happened over the weekend. We didn't talk about. Listen, it. I didn't catch it. What happened? Why did Giannis even? Giannis punched someone. No, 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 no. no, no. He, did, he threatened to punch Mario Hazonia on Christmas Day in the <laughs> because Mario Hazonia dunked 
near oh Giannis. Giannis on the floor. Hazonia stepped over him like he was Teron Liu. Uh, it was Hazonia's only bucket of the game. Giannis was uh, asked about it afterwards, and he said, I'm going to punch him in the dick next time we play. And they play on Christmas. <laughs> and then, dick? And then Giannis, Did he say dick? Yeah. And then Giannis apologized for saying, uh, punch him in the nuts or whatever. Yeah. But he was like, but I meant it. Right. right. I'm sorry I said it. <laughs> I'm sorry I said it, but just you know, more clarification. Like yeah. I shouldn't have said it, but I meant it like a hundred percent. What I said, I meant it. You know, I'm a person that I don't take uh, words back. I wasn't mad or frustrated at the game. Uh, it was more as a pride thing. Uh, what I meant, what I said, that I meant it, but I got just better words. I, I, I legit never can really un- believe that Giannis is that guy. You know what I mean, dude? Mostly because you know when I, when we when I was working at ESPN, I got to work with him at the summer league, and he was like a you know child, a really sweet, the guy. nicest guy yeah. in the world. Did you, did you ever step over him though? No, but this 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 it's been the last like this season and last season. He's he's so he's he got has this edge kind of like accentuated the tough portion of his personality. Yeah, I don't want to say I don't I don't want to call him a fake tough guy, but it does seem like he's playing a part, right? No, he's totally. like no guys, like yeah. I'll really fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I get it. I'm a nice guy, and I like yeah, to smile like and the smoothies and all of that. But like I I I'll really really kill you. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I, Euro guys get this weird rep. For for being soft, it isn't that man. I mean, like, like even Hazonia. I I don't. Nobody no, should want to mess Hazonia, with Hazonia either. Hazonia's always been a shit talker, right? right. I just her. mean like, where is Hazonia from? Up, isn't man. he for, from some war torn? He's from Croatia. Croatia. Croatia, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's okay. from Croatia. You know, so he grew up know, during I, that war. I don't like calling Giannis a Euro though. I do not like it because he's black. Well, because he's black. Yeah, well, from right, Nigeria. Okay, but so all you right, don't so like calling an American. So listen. So well, it's not just him, the Haitian freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Haitian irritation. There you go, right there. Oh my god, that was a great line, was. Go ahead, kid. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, somebody, somebody does stupid shit like, and part of it too is like, bro. You're Hazonia, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're the white J.R. Smith. Or that's what your comp was coming out of the draft, right? Yeah, I'd be more the white Nick Young at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get to step over me. I'm the freaking MVP leading candidate right now. He stepped I don't know, man. right I, over I, him. I would step over everybody. Oh, he stepped right over. God right, bless okay. Hazonia for that. Yes. God bless <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why wouldn't you? He was in the way. He was in the way. He was in the way. God bless him. What are you going to do? Wait for the Jade, guy to get up? Jade is, just saying, Day, Jade. Jade is just saying, like, yo, the guy had to pass through. Like, he doesn't need to show deference to Giannis Antetokounmpo. He, he went about his day. I don't know why Giannis even jumped. That's oh, he almost got like, it though. He almost got he it. He wants to contest everything, man. Yeah, I mean, and also I think part of it too is just like, yo, just know if I'm in the vicinity, I'm, I'm gonna try. Yeah, and, you know, and then you're gonna get stepped on or stepped over. I mean, the guy can get down court in four steps. 
It's like it's ridiculous. I'm still hung up on God bless Hazonia. God bless him, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. Oh man. Oh Lord have mercy. some bullshit Lakers event or something. Lakers all access at Staples Center on Monday. And uh, Kobe Bryant said that the Lakers have a determination to figure it out. I don't really know what that means, but he said they will figure it out. They have talented pieces and Rob Palenka has put them in position with incredible flexibility. They will figure it out. So enjoy the journey because we'll all be champions before you know it. And then we'll just be laughing at all the Warrior fans who all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Kobe, get a ring. Kobe really said win? that? Oh, don't give, really... Kobe, don't give Kobe a ring. Kobe came at Warriors fans, like, specifically? This is my problem. Uh, I have two problems with this. Three problems. One, a determination to figure it out. That doesn't mean anything. That really, like, that honestly doesn't mean anything. That's just a... I'm sure D- James Dolan possesses a sort of determination as well. Oh, right, exactly. So, <laughs> like, I, this does nothing for me. But, two, one... Every team that wins and wins big ends up getting bandwagon fans. Kobe, Including the Lakers. Right. Kobe of all people should know that. Uh, three, Warriors fans were, were selling out that dog shit arena for decades. For dog when, shit. For, to watch Troy Murphy and Mike Dunleavy Jr. Like, I'm not saying they don't have bandwagon fans, you know, latching on. But that fan base is legitimate. Yeah, as legitimate as any fan base in the NBA. They were caping for, for Andres Biedrins. Forever. Yeah. Um, the Greek, not the Greek, excuse me, the French Michael Jordan. Do you remember him? Michael P. Oh, the, oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Kobe's, uh, he's, oh, man. Just sometimes I wonder if he's, if he's actually conscious of how deluded he sounds in public at times. I, he's so smart that I, I think he has to be in I on think it. he knows what he's doing, right? He's crafted this idea of Mr. Laker, Mr. Uh, Unflappable Will, Mr. Blah, 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 blah. Um, obviously, yeah, he, he he has to know that he's playing a part. Because to do, do this, really, your ex-agent is the smartest guy ever? Yeah, right. I'm sure you think that. Like, what do you, like, we're not dumb, Kobe. We know this guy used to work for you. Of course you're calling him a genius because that by proxy that makes you a genius for having had, had hired him. Like, it's crazy to me. What happened? Did he send out any tweets where he was like challenging players to do stuff this year? That was that was my favorite Kobe moment. No, the, the best moment of that was Ben McLemore saying, I'm waiting for my challenge, Kobe, <laughs> and he never got a response. Oh, man. Damn. That was, man, that's God ben bless Mac- Ben McLemore. Man. Where is he at now? Is he in the leaks still or is he in China? That's a great question. I kind of felt like he was in Memphis, but that might have been last year. He's he's up back on the Kings, man. Is he back on the Kings? Yeah. What? Yeah. The Sacramento Kings? Yes. Is he playing? Uh I haven't I haven't seen him play. Let's see. He played 
Played zero minutes the other night. Uh, he's played 30 minutes this year. There you go. Sheesh. He's shooting 30% from the field. Wasn't he like the number fifth pick? Number oh, five pick, excuse me, or the fifth pick? My bad, guys. Seven, he was seventh in, in 2013. Um, mm. I probably need to go scrub these tweets, but I was convinced that he was the best player that draft. I like. I Dude, was all, all, all about Macklemore at Kansas. Sorry, I was he all about shoot. him. I'm coming back. He could put it on the floor. He was like six five. Like, yeah. Were you talking about Kobe? Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, Jay. With the warrior, the warrior stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Kobe knows something we don't know about the Lakers getting training for AD. Yes. Yeah. That's what's going on here, guys. Well, I said this on the on the ding today, the daily ding that you can subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Zach and I talked about this. Every every loss for the Pelicans, you're going to hear more and more chatter about AD. Like if they they've underperformed compared to expectations, and Zach made a great point that maybe they just weren't this team that went on the post boogie run. You know, maybe that was a little bit of fool's gold. And so if they're way worse, I, I mean, if we're coming into the trade deadline and they're not a playoff team, I, th- I think he's going to get moved. And if not this summer. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the exact sure thing I said was, was Dave said, well, they can make a move and figure it out. And I said, no, they can't. <laughs> Del Demps is their GM. That's really what I was going to say. He's Del really bad at his job. Del Demps getting out in front of this AD thing and trading him this season doesn't seem like he's going to pray for a miracle. That doesn't sound like something he's going to do. That that hasn't been his track record, uh, getting out in front of stuff. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, probably this summer uh, that'll get ratcheted up. But I don't – man, I don't see Del Dems still, like, doing He's that. waiting on a contract extension, right? Ooh, Del Demps? Del Demps, yeah. Um, Is this his last <laughs> season under contract? Because if so – um, he's definitely not trading him before he gets an extension or a new deal. Yeah, you know those contracts. We don't get much information uh, on well, GM contracts. Yeah, well, because it's not. You know who cares? Right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, we should really? care. I mean, I know I know Gentry got an extension. Okay, so Demps must have signed a new deal coming into last season. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. Gentry signed a contract extension this summer. I wonder, or last summer, I wonder if uh, Dell Demps also signed one. I don't know. But the thing that saved his job was them going on a run last year. Oh, right. I mean, but same. you could say the same for Alvin Gentry. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Alvin yeah. Gentry would have been gone first. Yeah, exactly. I was told, I, was told, I went there, I went to New Orleans um, like a month after they traded for DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. They did a story on them. And, and I was told, like, look, this because their relationship, like, Del Demps and Alvin Gentry, like, fought in a lot, like, physically fought in a locker room at one point over the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> Wait, they got into a physical altercation? They Wait. got into a thing, man. Like, there was like a yeah, like had to be separated. I believe. I, um, I just don't can't, don't man, aggregate, don't completely aggregate this if it is, isn't out there because I don't know that I have the exact details because I was told this over a year ago and so. But they like got in a fight or something. And so like that's not that's not a great working relationship. And then the whole idea was it's always, you know, the coach goes before the GM goes. And I was told that if they started last season um, with a really like if they came out and were like three and ten or something like that. Right. Or so like some kind of really bad start. Gentry was out. Like he was going to be he was going to be gone. And so 
And so they didn't like they came out and they were pretty good. And then they went on the run after cousins went down and that you're right. Like that saved Gentry's job that saved Delta M's job. And it put expectations, and especially once they, once they swept Portland in the, in the first round, it was like, Oh, see this Pelicans team. Del Demps did it. Like he figured out, he brought in Miritus. Like Dems they're going to be good. TV. Like they're, they're a good team. All of a sudden it's like, no, they might, they might've just been randomly good. Right. Yeah. They, they just, just found, gotten found a nice little mix. Miritus finally found himself as an NBA player. Like yeah. I don't, and I don't ever, right. I don't necessarily believe this to be the case, but you could say the same about Utah last year. Right. I think Utah's that good right. this year. Yeah, but it's just that defense always seems more replicable for whatever reason to us. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like something you can carry over year to year. Yeah. And, and if you, you still have one of the best defensive players in the league and your thing is defense, we feel more confident that you'll be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's sure. exactly and, and my reasoning. Davis is yeah. one of the best defensive players in the league, and that team can't defend at all. Yeah, and so is True Holiday. Those are the two yeah, that's, defenders in like that I've ever seen. Hey, <laughs> is it possible they're just missing Rondo? Well, I mean, I mean, I don't want to get too crazy. Things didn't fall apart. <laughs> yeah, McElroy's still in the league. That's crazy. So, so all right, but so back to this AD trade that that people somebody got mad at us about uh, just <laughs> talking about. It was like, come on, relax. One of those um, four. Four Pelicans fans on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear he signed. He signed with Clutch. Um, it's pretty clear that I, I think New Orleans is not going to be able to keep him. I just don't see how uh, they. Keep so him. here's the thing, and and I do think this is a great point, and Amin brings this up. No one has ever turned down that supermax. That's true. I now, granted, it hasn't been around that long. That's right. But that is a lot of money. So and if, he, if, he's not boogie, you don't move him. So you don't have to offer the five year. Right. Exactly. Back. Like, no, like you give him every single dime that is allowed. Um, so I do think like, yeah, cause I guess even with Kawhi, he wasn't offered the super max, right? right. No. So, so that's the thing is I do believe like, while I think the, I think he's going to leave the Pelicans one way or another, either through trade or through free agency. If you're the Pelicans, you can, you can't look at that and be like, there's no way he passes up this much money. I don't think that's a crazy strategy if you're the Pelicans. To just re- keep to him, just re-sign keep him, him. Try and to then, bring guys in and, and, and say, like, look, you're going to pass up $200 million? Kick the can down the road and then have him ask for a trade one year after signing that big contract. I, I think that that's the Dell Demps strategy if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I mean, I like... I'm not saying you cut bait with a guy who's the top five player in the league. Like, yeah, I, because, because if you're going to trade him, like, man, right. I need every single asset you got, Boston. Yeah, right? well, and and then you're getting quarters for a ten dollar bill, right? Like, you're right. you're not going to get equal value. It, no, you know, but, I don't care who you send. Let's say you give me Jason Tatum, you give me picks, you give me uh, Jalen Brandt. Like, I would ask for and if, and if a balked at anything, if they said, well, I don't know about that, I'd hang up the phone. Right. No, and this is he, and it's it's going to be we will trade him to the Lakers. See, this was the conversation I was having about Kawhi uh, this past summer um, before the trade to Toronto. Like the Lakers should have said, hey, look, everyone on the roster is available and all of our picks. I just I I don't understand. Like, I think maybe they just wanted to. I think they I think it's starting to become clear now. Right. Like if we if we want to get conspiratorial here. Right. I think the play was. Sign Kawhi outright, trade for AD because AD has two years left on his deal. Right. Yes. So that 
that seems like what the the the, the triangulation they're trying to do as far as LeBron uh AD and Kawhi it's like no 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 we don't want to use the assets on Kawhi cuz we think we could just get him and then we'll just use the assets on AD. I know I just repeated myself, which yeah. it just seems like that's no, what they but, wanted to no, do. No, but that's but that's smart too because it's like, all right, we got two years to convince AD to stay here, right? That's two, and not even two years to convince AD to stay. Here. It's like two years before we can just go out and do it without assets. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like Kawhi is just like, look, all we got to do is wait out your one season in cold ass Toronto. Go ahead. We can wait for that and not have to give up anything for you, right? And whereas, like, you know, again, I get it. It's it's uh, it's very greedy <laughs> what the Lakers are trying to do. If in fact that's what they're trying to do, I'm of the mind. I got LeBron, AD's available. I got to do what the fuck I got to do to get him. Right. Kawhi's available. I got to do whatever it is I got to do to get him. This whole patience play is um, I don't know, man. Well, I don't also- believe in it. We're dealing with human beings. Remember, they were going to yes. sign. They were going to sign Paul George Paul this summer George. too. And by the way, Paul George said I was going to sign with the Lakers. Right. So, so you know, the other like thing is they were misguided or lying, like you no. just said, Dave. He just changed his mind. Right. And LeBron is thirty-four years old soon. Is yeah, he's not getting December younger? Thir- man. Oh, whoa, 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 wow! Oh, I'm just. I'm just saying, like, is he gonna be younger? Wild? That is the funniest thing. Is you He's know, not getting I, any I'm younger. Saying, he, like, got, he, got, he got healthy, bro. It, playoffs, um, to start the season, like those few games where it's just like, oh, LeBron is like really attacking the rim and like really trying, and then like really not getting blocked by Luka Doncic. It's like, yo, LeBron is still pretty good. <laughs> like, oh my god, you know. For, for for but how long can he do? Can he can he be LeBron? I just don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff. Nah, is what I'm saying, right? I don't think. What I think he'll be a minute. What think does history be a, tell you, Was? He should. History not be this says good. he'll fall off a cliff unless his name is Karl Malone, right? Right. Now um, maybe maybe he is Karl Malone. That's what I'm saying. We just don't know think, the terrain he's running on, though, Dave. Right. That's, also, I don't think I think it'll be a long time before oh. he's playing as bad as Chris Paul is right now. James, That's what I'm saying. Terrain? What? What'd you say, James? Do you like you don't that? Know, I don't know the terrain. Yeah. He's like running that? on. Oh, I love that one. Woo! Like that. That can you van? The magic van. <laughs> Just and this and this combo's Just... getting mad uh, convoluted. But, so, what do you think we should do, Dave? What we? I said we. They should do the Lakers. The Lakers? Yeah, I think I think they should call up. Uh, New Orleans and say, hey, you want Brandon Ingram, you want Kuzma, you want Hart, you want Lonzo? You can have all. Have, yeah. Take all of them. See, you yeah. want, Rondo you want back the, too. You want the keys to Staples? You know, we'll pay you rent. I mean, the, the goal in everything is to get a player like AD, to get a player like Kawhi, to get a player like LeBron. And this is why I think if you're New Orleans, you shouldn't punt and trade AD for that reason. But if you're going to eventually do it anyway, like if their plan is to do it this summer, you might as well do it now because you're going to get more for him. Because See, the Lakers, thing, will... I don't think that I don't think they have a plan, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, that's but the I issue. Don't think they, right. I don't think. Well, I, I mean, in terms of trading him, like right, I don't think right. you can plan to trade him. I think that can be a reaction. I hope move they that don't. You adjust to. Yeah. I I mean I don't want to be rude to New Orleans here. I know I just said they had four fans, but like I don't want to be rude to New Orleans. I kind of hope they do. Just as someone 
who watched the Minnesota Timberwolves waste 12 years of Kevin Garnett. He's going to be great and in Seattle, though, when they move there. <laughs> sure. He will be. He'll bring a, he'll bring a nice, a nice uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets-esque vibe <laughs> to, uh, to the new city. But, like, I, I don't think they're ever going to figure out with AD, and I want him to play a more meaningful game. So, yeah, like, I do want him gone. And I don't want to kill the New Orleans franchise by doing that. But that's their fault for screwing that up. Right. Yeah. Like, that's how it is. It was the Timberwolves also, fault for screwing also, up Kevin Garnett. Like, that's just what it is for teams for teams that are interested in trying to potentially pull a OKC or we don't know if Toronto is, it has pulled anything off because Kawhi hasn't resigned in the summer. But, you know, basically do what OKC did, what Toronto did, trade for a disgruntled star who doesn't actually have them on their preferred list and just see where the chips fall. I think there's a flip side to this and there's a Jimmy Butler side, <laughs> right? Where it's not like the Wolves got him and he didn't want to be there or anything. It's just like, yo, man, I know there are teams that want me. I know that I'm valuable. I don't want to be here and I can make your life miserable. Like I actually, I actually am wielding a stick here if I choose to, you know, uh, and that's just something for teams to think about now, but I don't think Butler would have done that if he could have gotten the, the five-year extension there. Hmm. I, I think he would have just been fine. Yeah, that's true. They it was about money the money to, to, to Andrew Wiggins. And, and he was just right. like, okay. And I, I say this a lot, but a bird in a hand is worth two in the bush. I, I still, I still think, man, you trade for Kawhi and you hope you can sell him on it. Like I love what Toronto did. Not only did they get, I, look, I, I know I'm like the foremost, like Danny green Homer on the internet. That dude has been amazing. And they got him essentially as a throw in. Um, now he's going to be a free agent this summer as well. So they'll have a decision to make there, but they got off the DeRozan contract. So they, they sent money out essentially, and they got a crack at pitching Kawhi Leonard for an entire year. Remember there are teams that don't, you know, don't get meetings during the summer and they got a whole year. Toronto might not have gotten a free agent meeting with, with Kawhi. And now they got a whole year to pitch him on the culture, uh, the city of Toronto, which everyone seems to love. I, I, I think that, I mean, it's a, that's a good gamble. And, and I think the Lakers made a mistake by not doing whatever they could to get him in house. You know, the, all the, the, the uh, stories, unless, unless they are not convinced that Kawhi was going to resign the, the Lakers. Yeah. Right. And see, now that, that is, because there, there's a lot more intel with this stuff than we're ever privy to, right? Right. And like I, these so guys I know missed, stuff way before, but unless they think like, oh, he really doesn't want to come play with LeBron or he really doesn't want to be a Laker and have that spotlight, right? Yeah. Maybe he does want to be a Clipper. And well, we can be like, oh, why would he want to be on the Clippers? Like there are guys who are going to want to be on the Clippers rather than the Lakers. Absolutely. And, I, and you know, I missed all this stuff when it, when it was happening live this summer. But uh, apparently there were a lot of reports that Kawhi doesn't want to play with LeBron that he doesn't want to go be the second fiddle in every way. Uh, so, you know, that, that might be a real thing. Maybe the Lakers had good info that he didn't want to be there. And uh, especially next to LeBron. And if you're the Lakers, well, LeBron matters as much on the basketball court as he does in the marketing. Does Kawhi, you know, I mean, he yeah. just signed a deal with new balance. No offense. No uh, you know, to new no disrespect, yeah. new balance. Right. But, but it's not like he's got his own signature shoe line on the best, you know, the biggest basketball 
shoe brand on the planet. Um, so he's not exactly going to, going to do much for your marketing line. You know, you can't put him on TV and hold on. We don't know what he's going to do with new balance yet. I mean, listen, he is a very fun guy. He likes to have fun. He was great but, in those H-E-B sure. commercials in San Antonio. Everybody's great in those those are system fun. those are system commercials. Uh, they are system commercials. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if Pop makes you a system player, but those are system commercials. Anybody I, cooks I, in those. I will say uh that's been one of the one of the funnier parts about now living in San Antonio is that I get to see them live when I'm watching the Spurs like on the local yeah. you know feed. Those are those are pretty those are pretty funny. Um but yeah, so I mean, I, I think if you're Toronto, you made the right play and maybe the Lakers did, like you said, maybe they just had good info that he didn't want to be there, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think you have to take a swing on these, oh, I'm, on these I'm stars with you. when they pop I'm with up. You. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I, I would have traded everything for Kawhi, just like I would trade everything for AD. Yep. And, and, and especially if I'm New Orleans, like I don't believe in the idea with either of these guys that. Oh, you can hold out and not give up all these assets, right? Like, there's this idea that oh, the Pelicans are going to be under Pelicans are going to be under so much pressure. They're going to have to trade them for fifty cents on the dollar at some point. No, because everybody wants AD, right? That like and, that is that is going to be like if there was one team, if this, like if this was a one team situation where only one team could acquire him, yes, then I believe that exists. Twenty eight other teams are going to want to acquire him, right? I don't think the I don't think the um, the Magic will. Because I think the Magic are pat with with Nick Vucevic, so I think That's, they're good. They got their yeah. big man. I mean, he's but, an all he's an all star, right? Exactly. Uh, but every every other team, like every team, is going to be like, oh, well, let's kick the tires on this. You will have a bidding war for Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, and if you wait till this summer, you get the Celtics if who have for the summer, better if, better assets. Yeah, you wait the start of next season. If you wait for the trade deadline right before he's a free agent, everyone's going to want to trade for him because everyone's going to want those bird rights. Right. And again, the longer you wait. I, you know what? You, you've changed my mind on this because I, I think you bring more teams into play if you wait longer. You know, let's say the Kings, this turnaround is for real and they're like an eight seed next year at the trade deadline. Maybe they try to package some of their guys and, and get AD and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got your new super team in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. New super team in Sacramento. Bogdanovich, yeah. AD, De'Aaron Fox. And Buddy. And Buddy. Exactly. Um, but guy but, named buddy, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, like the Lakers has it. So I haven't been like online with basketball as, as long as you guys have, um, has it always been like this where the Lakers were, were just like, Oh, we're going to trade now. Granted, they've done this a lot. The Palgas. They have. They have. Has it just always been, uh, we're going to get this guy. We're no. going to trade for this guy. Yes, because no. that's what it's been for 30 years. They right. just go no, out and no, go no. get the next big star. It, it, went, it went that way when they started sucking. It was like, oh, who's the next person who's going to take us out of the doldrums? So yeah, that, that's, when, that's when hashtag future Lakers started. Right, right. So basically after, I want to say 2011, 2011, 2012, once the Lakers became block Kobe clutch, popped his Achilles. Right, right. And then it was like, Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. We're going to blah, 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 blah. And, you know, yeah. the bottom line is they did go out and get Dwight Howard and Steve Nash in one summer. Right? Yeah. And those dudes that were hurt. Worked. It, it, it should have worked. But those dudes were hurt. You know, yeah. Dwight Howard's back was messed up. Steve Nash was literally on his last legs. Well, and Dwight Howard literally wouldn't set screens for, you know, the best pick and roll ball handler in NBA history. 
Not and not good. Had, and we had uh, Dwight Howard stay billboards all over Los Angeles, and that worked out. And then that dude from that band that I don't know had to, had the jersey, right? <laughs> Dwight Howard made. was good in Houston afterwards too. By the way, yeah, like, he was good. Yeah, he's been, he's, he's been okay. good on the Rockets afterwards. Like after he left the Lakers, he looked bad on the Lakers and went to Houston and like was a good player. He was playing with a torn labrum in his shoulder. He was still grabbing rebounds in LA. Right. Like, he, he, granted, I, you can kill him for a lot. He we played all, pretty we well. All have our issues with Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. say that, but you know, he played well when he didn't sign with them. I remember. Yeah, it was like, just you got to oh, take side of- being in LA. Blah 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 blah. Like, no, he just wanted to play with a he different. Just, type of team. Yeah, he just didn't want to play with Kobe. That's understandable. Yeah. Not <laughs> everyone. Not everyone wants to. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us. We gotta go. I got a podcast with Key and Fahi about some NFL shit. So we're going to do that. For Tom Haverstrow, for Big Waz, for Dave DeFore, for Jade Holy, I'm Zach Harper. Uh, Nerdish You Wrote, Daily Ding, uh, BOMM, Boston Live Show, all that stuff. Hit them up. Vacuuming. It's a lawnmower or something outside the... (laughs) 